friends, and welcome to Annie's Pink Chair, where we invite presence, inspire purpose, and ignite the passion in people's hearts to spread God's love across the world. And that's exactly what we're doing. Do you know why we do this show? It's because I want to connect. We want to connect with people like you that are watching us, that are listening to talk about what Christ has done in our lives and especially to share the wisdom and the experiences, the lived experiences of his healing power of love that can cure anything. Today is part two of trauma drama. We're talking about my own personal trauma that I had in my life. And friends, don't tune out, okay? Because I want to finish my story. If you had a chance to listen to part one, thank you so much. If you didn't, I want you to stop right now and I want you to go back and watch the show or listen to it on podcasts. You can find it online at pinkchair.org. We were talking about trauma and what I really wanted to do today was define for some of you people that are taking notes, which I highly advise you to, because this is really important because you don't know if this could be you. You maybe are having a lot of problems in your life right now. I don't know what that looks like for you, but for me, it looked like many different things. Disassociation, hyperarousal, loss of attention span, jumping from one thing to the other, addiction, all kinds of crazy behaviors. Now, first of all, let's define trauma. The first type of trauma is PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Traumatic events such as an accident, assault, military combat, or natural disaster can have lasting effects on a person's mental health. While many people will have short-term responses to life-threatening events, in other words, they will be able to handle it, handle it within the 12 to couple days, and then finally be above it and beyond it, and they move on with their lives. Some people don't. They'll develop longer-term symptoms that can lead to a diagnosis of post-traumatic stress disorder. They can also coexist with other conditions such as substance abuse disorders and depression, anxiety, major depression and substance abuse disorder, particularly common with people with PTSD. They may also have an increased risk of panic disorder. Anyone ever felt like they're panicking for no reason? You don't know why? Could it be that you have undiagnosed PTSD? Agoraphobia, you don't meet around a lot of people. You like want to be by yourself a lot. You call yourself a loner. You're like an introvert. Hey, that could be true, but also it could be trauma. OCD, impulsive, I'm sorry, OCD, disassociative orders, compulsive disorder, obsessive compulsive, counting things over and over, making sure you did it right, making things nice and neat. Because you know what? You've got trauma, so you want to be in control. You always got to make sure your cup's a certain way. The chair's sitting a certain way. You're vacuuming the lines in the actual carpet a certain way to make it perfect looking because that's helping you feel like you're in control. And that's part of OCD. So what are right now, if you had symptoms of PTSD, what would that look like? Oh my gosh, you guys, it's too many to read through, but let's just do a couple. 
Let's just do just a couple, just an example. Vivid flashbacks. Anyone ever had flashbacks? Nightmares. Repetitive nightmares. Self-isolation. We just talked about that. Depression. Substance abuse. Emotional avoidance. Feeling on edge. Hyper aroused all the time. Like, oh, what's going to happen next? Oh my gosh, is that person staring at me? Is that person following me home? Looking through a parking lot, scanning the park, making sure no one's going to attack you. Memory loss, trouble concentrating, insomnia, negative outlook on life and present future, right? These are just some things that can happen with PTSD, right? So Psychology Today writes, events that are traumatic to the degree that they undermine a person's sense of safety in the world and create a sense that catastrophes could strike at any time, any second, the other shoe could drop, right? Now here's where it gets a little tricky, friends. Complex trauma is that, but more. It's PTSD on steroids, basically. You're not just having the symptoms I read to you, but you've got more symptoms. And complex trauma is related to a series of events that repeatedly occur over and over at extended periods of time. So you're like being tortured basically. And it's very simple to be understood by just having childhood abuse. You can't escape the situation. The people that are above you are in control. You can't run away. You're just stuck there. You're repeatedly being emotionally, motally, emotionally, and physically abused. And that's just your life. This could be same with anyone that's in war. You are a war prisoner. You're stuck in a camp. You're being tortured. You're behind bars. You're being starved. You're being beat. You're being mentally like, you know, water dripped. Like you're getting all this abuse just so you can give the information to the other enemy about what your side is doing. But prisoners of war, you guys, sometimes they die there. Sometimes people are stuck there for years on end. And we've had that happen to our country a lot. Let's mention the other one that I'm very familiar with besides childhood complex trauma. Okay. Besides that, there is something called sex trafficking. Sex trafficking is where you're being forced. You're being lied to. You're being physically abused to sell yourself over and over and over. It's paid rape. You're being raped every single day, day in, day out, every single night. Can't leave, can't escape. You got the trafficker at the door. He's telling you, if you leave, I'll kill you. He's got runners watching over you. He's got managers watching over you. He has bodyguards watching over you. He's got people spying on you. You can't leave. Everyone says, well, there's no bars. How come you didn't leave? Just this is an example of you being in a situation where if you did not have childhood trauma, which a lot of the times childhood trauma does actually eventually lead to being abused later in your life, being taken advantage of, being in very unhealthy relationships, aka trafficking, aka not just sex trafficking, but even labor trafficking, because you feel like you're worthless. You feel like nobody would care for you. So you'll accept any job, any type of treatment. You guys, this is some deep stuff. And I just want to caution anyone watching and listening. If this is affecting you to take a break, shut it down for a little bit, 
take a breather, play some music, come back maybe tomorrow, come back the next hour if you need to, if you want to wait a week, it's totally okay. We're not here to trigger you out. We're not here to make you upset. We're here to help you to realize what's going on in your life or maybe one of your friend's lives. This could be affecting one of your friends or maybe one of your dear family members. It's really important that we are sharing this information. Education is key on stopping this continuing to happen in our lives and other people's that we love. So types of traumatic events that can cause complex PTSD. We just talked about childhood abuse, neglect or abandonment, ongoing domestic violence, listen, or abuse. You don't have to be a trafficking victim to know what complex trauma is repeatedly witnessing violence or abuse. You could just be the bystander watching one of your best friends get beat down, watching your mother get hit. Even though your dad or your mom never hits you, you're watching a relative that you love get beat down. That can cause complex trauma. We just talked about prostitution. Forced prostitution is not prostitution. It's trafficking. Let's not even use that word. Torture, kidnapping, or slavery of any form. Prisoner of war. Now, what it does to the brain, okay, this is, we are really, really focused on this part because I want to talk to you about what it was doing to my personal brain and why I chose initially, it sounds like I chose the sex industry as my profession for most of my life. What happens to the brain on complex trauma is this, it causes problems regulating your emotions, including chronic sadness, anger, suicidal thoughts, negative self-perceptions, including feelings of guilt, shame, powerlessness, disassociation from reality, including loss of memory, flashbacks, periods of feeling disconnected from one's mind or body. Okay. Remember this, that complex trauma was what I was living literally from almost the day I was born until up in this point in my teens that I'm learning how to sell my body. The whole time I've been burying my pain, keeping myself busy, workaholic, try to get my own place, try to start school because I want to avoid my pain. I want to continue to disassociate. That was my profession. Disassociation was my main symptom of my complex trauma. And I did it well. I was a great actress at it. So I learned that night I landed in Hawaii. The first day I landed in Hawaii, I learned how to turn my first trick. And that means I sold myself for money. My girlfriend at the time with it's a trafficker, she didn't even realize it. She thought he loved her. Later on, we get revealed later, he is a trafficker, actually. And I go fly back to Minnesota. I quit all three of my jobs. I start working at an escort service. Then I started stripping, and I actually met my boyfriend, which was my love of my life, one of my loves of my life, because I've had many in my life. And I really trusted this guy, and I brought him with me to Las Vegas because my girlfriend at the time was living in Las Vegas. That was one of their houses that their her trafficker had. He had houses all over the country. Well, this is one of the places where they made the most money. It made sense, right? Hey, go to Hawaii. That was good money. Minnesota, not so great. People weren't as rich there. Vegas is where it was at. And the economy was booming back then. So I moved to Las Vegas. The first night that I worked, got my stack of money. I got beat down by my trafficker. Totally beat down. Thought it was my fault. Shamed myself. I chose this relationship. This is my fault. You know, didn't realize that, hey, Annie, my trauma was like knocking on my shoulder. I'm popping up again. You're only here because you're afraid. You're only here because you don't think you're worth anything. You're only here because you don't love yourself. You're only here because you're ashamed at what you just did. You're ashamed of your whole lifestyle. You're ashamed to tell your parents. 
You're only here because you fear. You're not leaving him because you fear that he's going to kill you. Believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, I stayed with this trafficker for five years. He kidnapped me back. Then I got with another one that was just as abusive in different ways. He used to lock me in the house. He had bars on the house. He would, he would threaten me, I'm going to light it on fire, and then we're both going to die. He would take a gun and spin the barrel and play Russian roulette with me and snap the, the trigger at me. And uh, unfortunately, uh, I fell for it. And I'm just, I was a hot mess. By the time I got out of trafficking, out of the sex industry, praise God, I surrendered myself on August 2nd, 2003, because I got a job in, in between that when I got out the first time in 1998. I got a job with one of my regulars that actually took me out of the industry. He was actually a buyer, which we don't really talk well of them. But this guy took me out of the industry and taught me a new trade, how to work on cars, how to fix cars, how to paint cars, how to get cars prepped for paint, to uh, tape them up, work in a body shop. And I literally, from selling my body, was working in an automotive body shop. Sounds kind of crazy and weird, right? But here I am. I'm still burying my trauma. You know, at this time, I felt so thankful to have that job. I was like, I'm going to work my butt off. I'm going to do whatever I can to get my life together to prove that I am that good girl, that I can handle a business. I can become an entrepreneur. I can do the right thing. I can make my life into something that I never thought I could. I could actually become successful. But guess what, you guys? That did not happen. We lost our business literally almost overnight. And even though I was on drugs right at the end of working as a call girl, a victimized trafficking high-class call girl in Las Vegas, yes, meeting with a ton of like, very famous people, celebrities. And one day I will reveal it soon. I'm, that's coming really close. So stay tuned. Famous politicians, famous actors, famous singers, famous athletes. Yes, saw many of them. They were all purchasing me for sex. They were trafficking me too. No one knew I had complex trauma. No one knew I was messed up, that I didn't really want to live, that I was so depressed I wanted to kill myself and by the time we lost our business, because I thought I had, it's called squaring up. I thought I had it all together and everything. What I realized is that my whole life was just a total disaster. Like I couldn't make it as a call girl. I couldn't make it as someone that worked at IDS Financial and worked as a waitress. I was a complete failure in my life. And towards that very end, and thank God, that was like one of the best days of my life that I overdosed because that is the time in my life that I actually surrendered and asked Jesus's love to come inside my heart and to forgive me for all the wrong choices that I had made in my life and all the bad decisions. And tell, let me tell you, before that happened, I was very entitled and I used my past. And this is where it gets real. And I'm talking to some of you out there right now. I used my abuse as a child, I used my trafficker abuse to act a certain way. Well, I was abused. You know, you need to give me this job or you need to pay me this much money and you need to treat me different because I was abused and that's not fair. And I had a bad setup in my life. And I used to use this as an excuse to be a bad employee. I used to use this as an excuse to, to uh, abuse different men in my life after I got out of trafficking. I was very entitled and very uh, shift blame attitude towards everything because I didn't want to deal with my own stuff. 
I didn't treat people right. I, I used men even. I, I even consider after I got out of trafficking the first time in 1998, like I was using people to get what I wanted and I felt entitled to do it because I was abused. See, you guys, just being abused gives us no right to treat people bad. Gives us no right to say, I deserve this. Yes, as children of God, honestly, we don't deserve anything. But if we have Jesus, we deserve the kingdom because Jesus died for our sins. But back then I didn't have that attitude. I was like, you're going to serve me, especially when I was a call girl. You're going to serve me like a queen. I treated all the buyers that bought me, even though they were abusing me, like I was a dominance mistress. That's what I did. I would take my whips out and hit them. And I was like, so entitled because I was using my trauma as a tool, which I didn't realize that at the time to protect myself. That was my way of getting revenge and my way of taking control of the situation to try to heal my own pain, which by the way, never works. We can never heal ourselves if we first don't understand something. Who created us? I'm not my own creator. I didn't create the skin on my body. I didn't create my hair and my shape and my eyes that see and my lips that talk and my voice box that sings. I could sing you a beautiful song. Want me to sing it to you guys? You ready? I love this because some of you might know it, but a lot of you don't. So let me do it right here. It's my story. I thought that wealth would buy me things, success, fortune, and fame. But all it did was break my heart and drive me so insane. I came to Vegas just to see if true love could be found. The devil had his hold on me and into sin was bound. Then I OD'd that fateful day. I saw my Savior's face. His blood is what has set me free. He died to give me grace. If you are in your darkest hour, so black you cannot see, reach up to him and in his power, Jesus, he'll set you free. Listen, friends, that's what happened to me. I surrendered all that attitude, all that entitlement, all that give me what's owed to me, give me mines. And I said, Jesus, take everything I got. Take all of me. I don't have much. I'm a mess. I'm on the floor. I'm overdosing. I don't want to die. But take all of me. I'm going to give you everything that I have, which is nothing. Because I realized at that moment in time that everything that I thought I was, I was nothing without him. Then I realized that Jesus loved me. At that moment of my life, my heart got completely changed inside out. It's like my heart started beating again. And I realized, oh my gosh, I chose this because I didn't think anybody would love me if I didn't have money. I didn't think anybody would love me if I didn't have nice things. 
I didn't think anyone would love me if I didn't show that I was in control and all my hurt and all my pain and all my, all my like crazy entitlement was all because I was this hurt tiny little girl that never understood what love and safety was. But at that moment in time, at that moment in time, my life forever changed. And Jesus became the center of my life. And I wanted to tell you this today because I know some of you might be struggling out there right now and you're listening to my story and maybe you think, man, I'm kind of like Annie. Maybe you've never been sold like me, but maybe there's other things that have happened to you in your life. Maybe you were bullied in high school or grade school. Maybe you grew up in a single parent household. Maybe you did have a full household and maybe one parent was abusive and yelling at you growing up. Maybe you were getting slapped across the face. Maybe you got in a car accident and lost family members. Maybe one of your best friends died. Maybe your mom died. Maybe you never had parents. Maybe you're an orphan. You guys, we have a lot more in common than you realize. Pain is pain and it doesn't discriminate. Trauma is trauma and it doesn't discriminate. It picks anyone and everyone. And if the devil can get in your head and tell you that you're worthless and tell you that you're going to all be stuck in this cycle. You're never going to get out. You're going to be stuck in this painful cycle of trauma. Sometimes we believe it. But I'm here to tell you that right now, my friend, Jesus can set you free. Okay? He can set you free. You just say his name, Jesus. 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 I surrender my life to you. God, I don't have much to give you. I give you what I do have. And I exchange it for what you have which is eternal life and eternal forgiveness for my sins. And Lord, you have love for me and that you forgive me, Lord, please forgive me for my sins. And I just, I just come into your heart. You come into my heart and I agree right now that I believe in you, that you died on the third day and that you were raised from heaven to become eternal. And you were, you were raised on the resurrection day and you live forever. And because of that, I can live too. If you prayed that prayer with me right now, my friends, I want you to call 702-883-5155. 702-883-5155. Friends, I want to send you a gift care package. Go to our website. It's pinkchair.org and write us a note. Write us an email. Tell me that you saw me in Send me a cute note or whatever you want to do and tell me your story. I'd love to hear your story. Listen, trauma cannot rule our lives anymore. And hey, you know, listen, not everyone just gets cured just like that. God did a miracle in my life and he got me healed to the point where I could realize that I had it, that I needed to get help, which is super important. If you're at that place right now, I highly recommend listening to really good teachings on trauma. Okay. Getting involved into a church, getting to become a member of a church, healthy church that teaches biblically based healing. Okay. Let me tell you something. No counselor, no doctor could heal me, but I'm going to tell you who could. It's Jesus. And Jesus is the original trauma informed care. You guys, I'm not perfect. 
Trust me, <laughs> you don't want to see my house on bad days when it's not clean. You don't want to see my messy desk or sometimes when I get mad at somebody in traffic. I'm human just like the rest of us, but I do know this. I am highly favored. I am highly loved, deeply cared for and watched over. And I know that I know that I know that Jesus loves me and he loves you too. And he wants to heal your heart. I also recommend, you know, reading books on trauma, getting some good biblically, biblically based counseling to make sure that you're not hearing some, you know, crazy witchy poo stuff. There is truth in God's word. There is healing in Jesus's words. He came to this earth to heal the brokenhearted, to bind up our wounds and to cure our loneliness to cure our trauma and all the things that we've been through. Friends, if you want to know more, just go to our website, pinkchair.org. And this is the end of my part two, trauma drama, but no more because with Jesus, everything's brand new. And I say that to you today. So thank you, my friends, for joining us today on Annie's Pink Chair. And we will see you next time. Hi friends, it's Annie Lobert from Annie's Pink Chair and I am actually on location at our nonprofit ministry called The Destiny House. And do you feel and see the presence that's going on here, the peace, the calmness, the comfort, the beautiful grass, the trees? This is what each woman comes to when she enters our Destiny House program for sex trafficking victims. Would you please consider partnering with us monthly or just send us a one-time donation? Just go to our website at hookersforjesus.net and click on donate. And listen, your donation goes to a good cause and it's tax deductible. Thank you so much. Hi friends, let me read you part of my book about my story, Becoming a Trafficking Victim in Las Vegas. The Skyway Lounge in downtown Minneapolis was a happening strip joint. Slick businessmen in fancy suits strolled in for lunch and after work, ties loosened, money rolling, the tips were great, the best in the area, and dancers lined up to work at this place. I was lucky to be a regular. One Saturday night, I was dancing to Prince's Kiss. Giving some special customers a little extra glimpse of skin when in walked a man who caught my attention. The bright lights illuminating the catwalk stage couldn't distract me from how gorgeous he was. A cross between young Billy D. Williams and Denzel Washington, he wore a gray tweed suit and pointy loafers. He walked confidently, light and smooth, his jerry curl pulled back in a sleek ponytail. My friends... This is my book, Fallen Out of the Sex Industry and Into the Arms of the Savior. And this is the story of me being turned into a sex trafficking slave in Minneapolis, Hawaii, and Las Vegas, my final destination. This teaches you about trafficking and how it can happen in your own backyard. You think it can't happen to you? Think it can't happen to your girlfriend or your child, your granddaughter, your niece, even your nephew? It can, my friends. If you're interested in this, this is going to help 
you learn about this, but it's also going to give you a call to the charge. You can simply go to pinkchair.org, click on the book to purchase it, and you can help us help others get out of trafficking. Thank you so much. Thank you.